You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. You know, I feel like when it rains, it pours with certain topics. Sometimes I find that I interview various people and topics just seem to come up. And it's like, oh, I just talked about that topic. And it's a very specific topic at that. So what you're going to hear about today, and this is not what the whole episode is about. This is just part of the episode that comes up. But I just wanted to bring it up because I think it's interesting. We talk about abstinence. So I will be talking to a guy today who is named Dre Smith. And he's a branding expert. And he does talk about relationships. And his Instagram is just killer. If you want to learn about how to have an awesome Instagram, check his out and you'll get some ideas. And I think he even teaches it. But anyway, me and him are talking and we talk about the idea of what's more important, looks or personality when you're meeting a woman. So not on the male side, it's on the side of the female. Is it important that you're dating someone that you're physically attracted to versus their personality and all things in between? And then we just get into this interesting conversation about abstinence. And it's funny because I just had someone on who actually preaches that. And I've never talked about that in all the episodes I've done, hundreds of episodes I've done. I've never talked about abstinence or had any guests on. It just happens to come up in a two-week span. So anyway, thought that was interesting. Uh, that's only part of the conversation. Like I said, we also talk about what it means to find a woman that is a good fit and how important it is if she is attractive, not attractive, and if she has a personality. All stuff we are discussing today. Now, if you're someone who is not trying to be abstinent and you are looking to have sex with women, you want to have a relationship where sex is involved, you can always check out my Hooked program, which teaches you how to get a woman hooked on you. And it is, of course, done ethically. You will be learning the exact techniques and the structure of how attraction works so you can get the women that you're interested in attracted to you. You're going to learn about female psychology The course goes over exactly what to say to a woman, how to meet women, how to get out of the friend zone, how to avoid the friend zone. You're going to learn about how to get a girlfriend in a relationship. You're going to learn about how to have casual relationships and everything in between. It's my hooked course at getherhooked.com. Lots of guys have this program and you can see a lot of testimonials of how well it's worked if you go to getherhooked.com and then you press the order button or buy now you'll see that there are a ton of testimonials on that page just to prove to you that it works. But of course, I'd hope that you would trust me by now after over 500 episodes. And I love that every episode now after 500, I keep on mentioning that there's been 500 episodes. I don't know. It still blows my mind. Anywho, check out the program, getterhook.com so you can go through a course at your own pace that's more organized than just going through a bunch of podcast episodes or YouTube videos. It helps. It keeps you structured and it helps you get results. Get it today and then DM me on Instagram at TripAdvice and let me know that you got it. So if you got it, let me know. I'd love to hear from guys who got it. And what's cool too is if you get it, you're going to get access to my secret Facebook group called Trips Corner, which is only available to coaching clients and members of Hooked, where there's a bunch of guys in there talking about stories, asking questions, and going through the same exact journey that you are going through. So if you want access to that, check out the Hooked program. In the meantime, why don't we talk about how to decipher if looks or personality is more important when finding a woman. Here's my interview with Dre Smith.
Hey, Dre, how you doing, man? Good to have you on the podcast. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on. Yeah, for sure. For sure. No, it's cool. I, I don't think I, I normally have, and you might be like, I can't believe he's calling me this. But when I see your Instagram, I think male influencer. <laughs> I, I just have to say that. You got an awesome Instagram. You know style. You know branding. You take awesome pictures. And uh, that's just really cool. That's not why we're having you here on the <laughs> podcast. But I just have to mention that and give you props for that because I don't have many guys like that on this podcast. So it's just cool to have you, man. No, I appreciate that. And I have a social media and branding company as well. So it makes sense that it, you know my page comes off that way. So I'm glad to hear that it means uh, what we teach is working. So <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Well, you also talk about relationships. And we were talking just before I pressed record here about something that seems pretty important to you. This idea of do looks matter. And we're not saying that in the sense of does it matter for what a guy looks like, but you're saying you, does it matter what she looks like? And should you be with someone who you're super physically attracted to? And how does that play a role in the relationship? All that good stuff. Before we dive into that topic, maybe you can tell the guys a little bit about you, who you are, your background, how you got into what you do. Yeah, so name's Dre Smith. I'm from Prince George's County, Maryland, so right outside of DC, outside of Washington, DC. Played football all my life, had a full scholarship to a school called James Madison University. Played football full time there, uh, had a full scholarship there. Then when I left there, I got actually into property management. So managing like luxury, high rise communities. I always knew that I wanted to have a business growing up, but I didn't know exactly what it would be. And when I met my fiance, I got into social media management because of her skills. So we took her ability to brand and build brands and my ability to kind of business manage processes. And we created our company. And it's now four years old. But from the relationship standpoint, I've always grown up uh, with great counsel and mentorship when it came to relationships. My parents are actually... uh, For my parents. My parents are actually uh, couples counselors or marriage counselors. So having that in my home was definitely super beneficial to me, not only getting great advice, but seeing every single day how to operate in a relationship, what a man looks like to lead in a relationship. That was huge for me as well. And taking that and then having my own experiences with my fiance, I'm getting married in April. Um, being able to have that, all those things have come together to help me be able to advise a lot of people on relationships and they seem to receive it. So I've been helping people and giving advice for and coaching for about at least two two to three years now. And that's kind of where I am today is just being able to help people when it comes to relationships in every way possible. Cool. Cool. Do you work with just men or women too? So I work with women a lot. I think that one thing I noticed that it's awesome that you have this podcast and I was so like shocked. I was like, man, men do not like asking for help a lot of times, you know? It's like we want to ask for help, but sometimes it's you're you're a little hesitant to do that. But when it comes to women, they always want to know like, well, what is he saying when he does this or what does he mean by this? So 
I end up talking to a lot of women because they freely ask and want to know, they want to have insight into the male mind and what might he be thinking or, you know, what is he trying to say when he does this? So work with men and women, but a lot of times it's women. Okay, cool. Interesting. Interesting. So we were talking, like I said, about this idea of attraction and physical attraction. Where can we begin with this? Well, I guess we can start with my own story and how I got to realize what is actually important in in a relationship. And I guess it varies for people. One thing I do want to say, though, is that you have to be attracted to the person that you're with. I think we can all agree on that. And it's just about what attraction means to you. But I've seen relationships to where someone felt like that person had the 90%. But then when it comes to that 10% of just attraction, it just wasn't there. And those relationships really struggle. So I just want to lay that base in saying that you have to be attracted to who you're with. Now, attraction can come in so many different ways, whether that's this looking at somebody and saying, physically, you're just beautiful. Or if it's their personality, the way that they operate. But personally, for me, I know that growing up and living most of my adult life, so I played football in college. I know there's a stigma around football players sometimes and athletes. But, you know, during my time in college, I had a lot of fun. I dated, I hooked up with people, kind of the whole experience that some people experience while they're in college. And throughout my time, I really, I dated a lot of physically beautiful women. And it got to a point, maybe like four or five years ago, to where I was just tired of hooking up with somebody and not even wanting them to like stay over or not even wanting to really have a conversation with them because what they brought to the table outside of their physical appearance wasn't anything that was compatible with me or anything that I wanted. So then I had to take a really hard look and say like, okay, I've been with all these beautiful women, had the opportunity to be with all these beautiful and attractive women. Like, why am I still not satisfied? Why am I still not happy with the, the people or the partners that I have? And I, you know, come to realize seems so simple that it's more than just the physical attraction. You have to figure out what your negotiables and non-negotiables are as far as what you want out of a partner. And the relationship has to be deeper than physical because that changes over time. That's interesting. Coming from a man who you've been with a lot of very beautiful women and you're saying that it didn't really do much. Like it was fun, but it's not everything. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not everything. It was not everything for me. And like I said, some some very, very beautiful women. And I enjoy my time with them, but when it comes to a serious relationship, which I felt like I was looking for, somebody that you date and you sleep with or something like that, sometimes you have a different standard for that person versus who would who you who you would want as a wife. And those qualities that I wanted in the person who I would spend the rest of my life with weren't there. Not saying that beautiful women can't have those personalities or those per- those qualities as well. I'm just saying in the girls that I dated, they didn't necessarily have 
the things that I felt like I needed in a significant other. And one thing I always like to do is when I'm looking at somebody that I'm dating, I say, and I tell women to do this too in the opposite way. I, I like to say, if my daughter grew up to be just like her, would I be happy? Ooh, that is a good filter. Right? I like that. I like that a lot. If you had a daughter that grew up to be like the woman that you're dating right now, would you be happy? Or I would even say proud. Or yeah, would you be respect. proud? It's mm-hmm. kind of like respect, right? It's like that, yeah. that's the bottom line. It sounds like sure. some of these women that maybe were very attractive, you didn't have much respect for. Exactly. Not and because they were attractive, but because of whatever their personality was. Mm-hmm. And that, that I love that filter because that you always got to bring people out of their biases, you know, out of their bias of like, they can kind of get intoxicated by looks or something physical. But when you ask that question, they have to kind of be truthful with themselves and be like, well, would I? I mean, I know I love that we met and we, we did this or we may have hooked up the first time we met and she does this, she does that. And I love the way she does that, you know, but if it came to asking that question, like if this woman, if your daughter ended up to be just like this woman, would you be proud? Then it makes you take a step back and be like, wow. And if you can't answer that question convincingly as a yes, then that's probably a problem. <laughs> right. That's a, that's a big problem. Yeah, it's a big problem because that would be essentially the role model for your daughter if you are thinking of this person as a partner. Got it. Got it. Okay. When did you discover this exactly? Well, I feel like it was as I kind of went on a, a confidence like roller coaster, like coming, well, not roller coaster, like up and down. So I, I would feel like as my confidence started gaining when I was in college, I didn't really realize it as much because I was more at the point to where, like, oh, wow, these girls that I like like me too. And they're beautiful girls. So I was enjoying it at that time. It wasn't until post college when I started to live life more as an adult and I started to come to the realization, especially when I got in the mindset that I felt like I was ready to possibly settle down with somebody and really take being in a relationship serious. I think that's when the evaluation period for me started to become more serious. So I started to, you know, look at these people in a different light. I wasn't looking at them and let's hook up light or let's, you know, date for a little while. This is cool. Like I was looking at them and would I marry this person? Like, so then that's when it started to become more evident to me that, all right, the looks are cool, but what else does this person really bring into the table? And what do you think they should bring to the table? What is a awesome personality? What is a personality you find respectful? What's the personality of a woman that you'd be say to yourself, I, if I raised my daughter and she turned out like this, that would be awesome. Everybody has their their things, you know, their list of negotiables and non-negotiables or their list of what we call requests versus requirements that they want in a partner. I may want to have a partner who has a strong relationship with God or, you know, faith in God to where somebody else that may not be necessary off of what they believe. So I don't want to, you know, put a certain person into a particular box. I think it's all dependent on what you would like. But I think it is that overall just feeling proud of who 
you know, of the person that you're with. And like I said, using that filter. So for me, it's more of just, uh, I want to be able to respect the woman that I'm with. I want her to be able to challenge me for on an intellectual level, challenge me to be better as a man and as a leader, somebody who will hold me accountable. I'm not looking for somebody who's just a yes man or a yes woman in this case, that's just going to say yes to everything that I want. And I, I talk about this with people I talk to that yes is not always the best answer because then that can start to build up resentment because a yes isn't always really a yes, different things like that. So I don't like a yes, a yes woman. I would just want somebody who I can respect, who challenged me intellectually, who has a sense of humor and somebody who I think the reason I love my fiance so much is that I felt like I didn't, I've never met any woman like her before her drive, her hustle, the way that she thinks, the way that she moves, it was just what attracted me to her was not her looks. And not to say that my fiance doesn't look good. I just remember asking, one of my friends asked me what she looks like. And I was like, you know what? I can't even really describe, like, because that wasn't even on my mind. Like the thing that attracted me to her was not even her physical appearance. It was just the way that she operated. And it's hard sometimes to say kind of, you know, when you know. But um, I think sometimes you do get a different feeling with certain people that, okay, this person operates a lot different than a lot of the people that I've been with. Got it. Got it. So... Now, how long have you been with your fiance for? Oh, we are going on, this has to be what, three years? Yeah, three years. And some change. When did you know that she would be someone you wanted to be in a committed relationship with? Oh, man. Um, So we have a weird story. So for those who don't know, my fiance and I are waiting for marriage. So this is now year three of that. We were supposed to be married last year, but with everything that's been going on in this world, that obviously came to a standstill. So we're getting married now in April. But the way I knew is I first met her through mutual friends. And the first time I met her, it was just the energy about her. Wasn't I was dating somebody else at the time. But the first time I met her, it was just a different energy in the way that she moved, the way that she operated that just really attracted me um, beyond just a physical appearance. And I could tell that she didn't have it all together, but there were some aspects of her that I really enjoyed and I really liked. So then fast forward seven months, we don't see each other again. She came down to DC for one weekend. And I feel like I've had a lot of confirmation when it came to my fiance, but this moment right here, I think gave me my first bit of confirmation to say, okay, she's somebody that I think I'm supposed to be with. And so I went down to my school, JMU, for a career fair. And at that time, I ran into a young lady who I used to, you know, sleep with all the time in college. She was there doing her master's. And normally, every time I go back, we would hook up. So at that point, though, I had decided that I wasn't going to have sex with anybody. I felt like that I, if I wanted to find a woman I wanted to be with, I had to do it with intentionality. So I decided not to have sex with no girlfriend in sight, nobody I was talking to, cut everybody off, just wanted to focus on myself and go through that process intentionally. So anyways, she saw me at, 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 at my school 
And right on time, around 1 a.m., I get a text. What are you doing? What are you up to? You want to come over? And I was like, nah, I'm not. I'm not having sex anymore. And she was like, what? And she was like, you doing this for Lent? Like, what, what is going on? And but she so, made something. Let me just get this straight. You not, are you not having sex with your current fiance either? Yeah, I'm not having sex with my current fiance. Okay, we'll come back to that, but continue. Yeah, so at that point, I had already made the decision that I wasn't going to have sex until I got married. So then I, she made some convincing arguments, and I just said, like, no. And then I really sat on the couch, and I was like, man, I'm really doing this. Like, that's crazy. Like, you know, you always say you're doing something, and until you're tested, you don't really know how you're going to react. And I was like, man, I'm really doing this. The next day, this woman from Cleveland, Ohio, that I only met one weekend through mutual friends, which is now my fiance, she texts me and says, hey, I don't know if you remember me, but this is Bree from Cleveland. I'm actually moving to DC. I wanted to know if you would like to go to dinner. And then from there, we hit it off. And I told, I was nervous about telling her about my decision to wait until marriage. And another sign of confirmation is that she had made the same decision and she told me that before I even told her. So at that moment, I was like, okay, this is probably somebody that I'm going to end up being with. And is this all about, you know, what we were doing was so aligned that it all made sense. And what was your whole reasoning behind waiting until marriage? So it was kind of two reasons. It's all. It starts with like my faith. As far as I felt like, whenever I did things the way God said to do it, I feel like it turned out even better for me in my life. But I even think when God says to do things, uh, if you listen to the Bible or you know read the Bible, it's not just about this law that says do this thing. It's always a reason why. And I think that I always encourage people to wait. I tell people I don't know if you're going to wait until marriage. That's up to you. But you want to enter into dating with a sober mind. You want to enter into this intentional time, not being intoxicated by the physical. So if you're able to enter into something soberly, then you're able to a lot of times see things for what they are. So it was more just me saying, I want to be intentional in finding the woman that I want to spend the rest of my life with. So in that intentionality, I chose to not have sex. Because for me, if I continued to talk to women, it would just keep happening. Like I would just keep having sex, keep having sex, keep having sex, just off of the strength of it was just not saying easy, but it was there to do. And if I'm attracted physically to somebody, it's only a matter of time, you know, before that happens. So if I wanted to be super intentional in what I was doing, I felt like I needed to really step away from all of that and really focus on the woman that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. Yeah. So it wasn't doing anything for you is what it sounds like. Yeah, man, it wasn't. Well, it wasn't doing anything past (laughs) what it did, (laughs) if that makes any sense. Sure. sure. You know, it, it wasn't fulfilling, I would say. And I learned that all throughout just different relationships. I had a uh, ex-girlfriend in college where I thought that sex was the issue. Then I ended up being with somebody right after her to where the sex was great. But then after a while, I was just like, all right, this isn't fulfilling either. (laughs) So maybe it's not all about the sex, you know? And so 
just a lot of learning experiences along the way, but which led me to that decision to say, you know, in order for me to do this intentionally, I needed to focus and step away from having sex. Yep. To have a different type of focus. Mm -hmm. So interesting. Yeah, I actually just had someone on the podcast recently who preaches abstinence. He, He actually, I mean, goes out there and tells people like, you should not be doing it. Um, I know that sounds like, okay, is he a priest? He's not. <laughs> he's doing it for religion. But I mean, he's someone who's like a for, who's a former sex addict mm. and, and then became abstinent and now talks about it. So it, it's interesting. It's an interesting way of, of life and living. And it sounds like it's, I mean, it sounds like it's great for you since you know, you're, you're still doing it. It sounds like it's been positive. What have been some of the benefits from it? Well, number one is just solving problems. I think a lot of times in your relationships, you kind of can sweep things under the rug with sex, in a sense. It's that we <laughs> we had to kind of just hash it all out. Like there was no makeup sex. There was no distracting sex. There wasn't anything of, of that nature that could instantly make you forgive somebody in a certain situation. So us being able to just really talk things out when we were running into issues was a great thing. I The biggest thing for me is that I wanted the person who I ended up being with was to love me and to fall in love with me without sex. Because I know that relationships could change. You know, I can get paralyzed from the waist down. Anything could happen to where, you know, the physical me can change. But I just wanted to make sure that the person who I was with was really here for me. And although... You can't always know people's intentions. I was trying to just go about it the best way I possibly could and trying to figure that out. I think in learning who my fiance was, I was able to do that a lot better with, like I said, a sober mind and seeing her for who she really is and being able to also help her improve in those areas that she wasn't strong and her being able to help me improve in those areas that I wasn't strong as well. So a lot of different benefits. And I think it overall just helped our relationship. But I would say those two were the biggest ones for me. Got it. Do you guys do anything other than sex? Nope, nothing. Nothing. Do you kiss? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we kiss. Okay, so that's it. But she she doesn't like to French kiss or anything like that because she feels like that's the thing that will make her tempted to you know have sex. For me. It's funny. She's weird. She like won't fridge kiss, but she will be like, oh, take a shower with me. And I'm like, come on, really? <laughs> Is she uh, very religious? Um, No, not really. Her relationship with God and her introduction to religion came a lot later in life. Not like, like I grew up, my parents are pastors and my grandmother is a superintendent in the church and not. I played drums in the church. I went to private school, private Christian school from like kindergarten to eighth grade and stuff like that. So my introduction into religion was like, I don't remember a time that God, I didn't feel like I didn't believe in God to where hers was, you know, kind of fairly new, still like skeptical. And I, I enjoy that actually to have a fresh perspective, you know, of somebody who sees things in a different way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're definitely going to see things in a different way if you're not having sex also, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, 
it's uh, it's a very interesting route to go too because I don't think many people these days are going that route. Do you advise it to other men or is it just kind of a personal choice for you? I advise it to, like I said, I advise it to everyone. I am not here to say, wait till marriage. That's your choice. I think that you should wait for some time, you know, you know, to at least have a good sense of who the person is. Even though everybody has their flaws, if you can get a good sense of what those person, what that person's flaws are, and decide if you want to stick around to help them work through those, or if that's not the person for you, I just think you need to at least, you know, wait enough to be able to have a sober look and assessment on the person that you're dating, and then it's up to you how you want to proceed after that. But I do encourage it, you know, to some degree. But I think the biggest People always ask, how do you do it? And I think that it's no different than dieting. It's no different than anything. I ask people like, why do you get up and brush your teeth every morning? And it's like, well, I get up and brush my teeth because I feel like if I don't brush my teeth, my breath's going to stink, my teeth are going to rot. And I was like, the only reason that you get up and brush your teeth every, every morning is because you believe in the why. You believe so strongly in the why that it makes you stay consistent with that. If you don't believe in why you're doing it, you're never going to be able to do it. If you don't believe in the why that you're dieting, like you, you won't be able to do it. So for us, it's just we strongly believe in the why enough to be able to stay consistent. But it's hard for a lot of people because they don't truly believe in a why. If you're just doing it because somebody told you that you should do it, you're probably not going to believe in a why. And it's probably not going to work. But if you have your own convictions of like why you really feel like this is important, whether it was certain experiences, like you say, you had a sex addict on, his why is probably very strong for you know why he's choosing sure. to do yeah. it, which allows him to stay disciplined to that. So I think that's the biggest key if somebody's looking to do it is really truly believing in that why. I agree. I agree. It's with anything. Always got to come back to your why because that's going to be the foundation to keep you going. I remember when I was on a very specific workout regimen a few years ago and it was to, you know, gain about 10 to 15 pounds. The coach that I was working with, you know, he'd come back whenever I would make a mistake or I'd miss a day of eating or miss a day of working out, he would just remind me like, "Why are you doing this? Remember, come back to your why, come back to your why." And it's the same exact thing here. It's like that is going to motivate you to stay strong throughout whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. And this is something you definitely got to be very strong to do. (laughs) I'm sure uh, you know all about that. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Is there anything else you want to share? Let's go back to the topic that we were talking about. Anything else you want to share with the idea of looks versus personality? when you're dating women and when you're trying to seek someone that you're interested in being in a relationship with? Well, I think that even though we got off you know, topic a little bit with the waiting for marriage, I think it all comes back together and that it's all about a sober assessment of who you're going to end, end up being with. Looks are, I mean, be, like I said, I'll reiterate, being attracted to who you're with is very important. But I, I guess I asked you a question, if you don't mind. Sure. I, I love to. I think that I love to have discussions around relationships because that adds perspective, and I think 
adding perspective is the only way to truly understand a topic. So I wonder when you talk to men, a lot of times when they come to you and ask you for advice, are their intentions normally to find a woman they want to spend the rest of their life with? Or are their intentions normally to, you know, date around, maybe hook up with some women? Um, Because I feel like when I talk to women a lot, that their intentions are more to find a long-term partner (laughs) versus I don't, you know, with your experience dealing with men, how does that normally, what what do you normally get? Yeah, I I think... It's a, a little bit of a mixture, but I think at the end of the day, most of the guys ultimately want to find a relationship. Okay, so again, I work with lots of different guys. Some guys, they know they don't want a relationship. They know they don't want marriage. They just want to have you know a girlfriend here and there or just sleep around and do that thing. But I have a lot of guys that want to do that and then... They want to, you know, they want to experience that because maybe they haven't experienced that. Just experience dating, mm-hmm. and that and that means that doesn't always mean sex. Some guys I work with are just like, I just want to get dates. I just want to know what it's like to get dates yeah. with different types of women. But I think that it's it seems as though a lot of the guys who come to me ultimately want a relationship. So one day they do want that. So that seems to be the the breakdown. I, I, it's hard to give you like a percentage, but I would say a lot of guys are looking for that in the long term. Gotcha. Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's great to hear. And I, you know, I asked that because depending on where you are at in your process of when you're dating, if you are looking for something super serious, then I know that, you know, the physical attraction, you know, when I was in, in that time where I was, sleeping around or doing stuff like that, the physical attraction played a huge part for me. Almost like this, you know, I hate to say it, but, you know, I had to grow out of that looking at women almost like a piece of meat sometimes, like, or almost like this statistical game that I play with my my friends. And, I, you know, I don't want it to sound in a way that, you know, I was never disrespectful to women at all, but you know, sometimes you have to fight this inner monster, this inner demon that just lusts for this physical thing so much. So I had to fight that. But I feel like, you know, depending on where you are in your search, that bringing it back to the physical attraction versus, you know, their personalities, that when you are at that point to where you're ready to take somebody serious, I think that it opens your eyes to see somebody for more than just physical, because I feel like that the goggles or the binoculars or the magnifying glass that you're looking at is a lot more just fine tuned to be a little bit more careful about um, identifying the things that will work for you in the long term. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, each their own you know i think that you know in in my opinion from what i've seen it's okay if guys just want to have fun and they want to have Mm -hmm. casual sex i think it just all depends on why they're doing it i think that if we were to group all the people that are just looking for casual sex i would say probably half of those people are doing it for unhealthy reasons so you got to be careful 
of why mm-hmm. you might be back to the why, right? It's like why you're yeah. doing that. I think a lot of guys who are just looking for that are looking for validation, external validation, some sort of confidence boost, which ultimately you won't get there, right? Mm-hmm. So that doesn't it doesn't get to that point. But I do believe if you're a guy who just doesn't want a relationship, is looking to just enjoy women and hanging out with them and connecting with them and having sex with them, in my eyes, there's nothing wrong with it. And as long as it's coming from a healthy place and you're not doing it to seek any kind of validation, then it's fine. But that's why I'm having you on the podcast because <laughs> I like to hear different types of opinions and perspectives. And it's interesting to hear from someone like you who's experiencing and doing something totally different. Yeah, and the thing is that I've never liked to judge because I've been that guy <laughs> and have had my time having fun. He's like, I get it, you know? And I'm never the person, you won't ever hear me, you know, preaching to people about, you know, doing what I'm doing. Um, if somebody asks, I'll give them advice. Or if they ask for my opinion, then I'll tell them my thoughts. But I've been there. And I understand, you know, that feeling of whether it is, you know, just casually sleeping around because you're not ready for a relationship or maybe you feel like you're too busy or, you know, some people move a lot. So it's like, I don't want to, you know, have something that's holding me down at this one spot when I know I'm going to have to move or, you know, there's different reasons why people casually date and I'm not here to, you know, judge anybody. And I, I get it, you know, cause I've, I've been there before. So. Yeah, no, I respect yeah. that. It's cool. Yeah, you're just you're just sharing what you're doing, and you know, same on my end is I don't judge anyone or look down anyone, even someone such as yourself who's abstinent and waiting till marriage. That works for you, Matt. More power to you. That works for you. You know, whatever works for anyone, as long as they're honest mm-hmm. about why they're doing what they're doing. And coming back, so I think like to add on what you're saying before about a why, it's not just about a why, but a truthful why and a healthy why, right? It's like your why could be like, oh yeah, I want to have sex with a lot of girls because it makes me feel better about myself. That could be your why, but that's not a very healthy why because you'll never get to that point because it's just going to be constantly trying to fill a hole that you can't fill. Yeah, and I... I realize that with a lot of people, I know that I can attest to, and a lot of guys probably listen to this podcast know you have a lot of guys who will have, who will sleep around or have sex with a lot of different women and they tell the world, they want to tell everybody because that's part of their, you know, helping their insecurities or boosting whoever they are. And that's the why they're doing it. I know when I used to have my fun in college, a lot of my friends, teammates, they didn't even know the women that I did sleep with, you know, <laughs> because it wasn't about that. It wasn't about this notoriety of like, look who I was able to sleep with or anything like that. For me, it was like I was attracted to this girl and that was the, you know, the why. So I even see that in that circumstance of the why where, you know, some guys sleeping around that unhealthy, just feeding the insecurities and feeling like a need to prop yourself up, that unhealthy why. I definitely see that all the time. Right. Yeah. So you got to be very, very careful of what your why is and know that it's coming from a place that is going to be sustainable and mm-hmm. is coming from a, a good place that's going to be healthy for you in the long term, whatever that for may sure. be. 
whatever that may be. Well, I respect that you're also coming from a non-judgmental place. I think that there's a stereotype around people who are abstinent or, and I know this is not necessarily you, but you know, goes yeah, on with it, like religious and things like that, where they're judging others. It's cool to hear that from you. It's like, hey, this is just what I do. And you do you. I, I believe you can't be in a position where you say you help people, but not have any empathy at all. Like that, that doesn't, that doesn't go together to me. Like, how can you say you're willing to help people where and meet them where they are, but you're constantly judging them for where they are? Yep. Like, uh, you're not really in the mindset of truly helping people. You have to try to see it from their point of view and understand. And I'm not here to judge you. You know, it's not my job to do that. Even if I'm super religious, still not my reason to judge it to judge you. That's not who I am. That's not my position. That's not my job. I don't have a heaven or hell to put you in. <laughs> I just, you know, and who am I to tell you what to, what you're doing wrong or right? Like I have my own issues and problems too. So I never believe in that, man. I just, you know, probably same as you, you have people who want to have these happy, healthy relationships and through your experience and through my experience, whatever way I feel like I can assist in that, if you ask for my help, I'm going to try to do that, you know, and try to help build you up. I like it. Dre, this was awesome, man. It was cool to have you on the podcast and talk about some of the personal stuff that you abide by, that you live by, and just your life and hearing about what works for you and just kind of scratching the surface here in terms of looks versus personality and then diving into some other deeper topics. So I appreciate you coming on and doing this. Where can guys find you if they want to just check out what you're up to and what you're doing? So the best way to find me is Instagram at it's Drake Smith. And from there, you can see everything I'm connected to. As I told you before, I have a social media branding company, but I'm also in the process of launching uh, a relationship digital media brand. Uh, called Relationship Restored. And this brand is not just about intimate relationships. It's a it's going to be covering friendships, family relationships, uh, business relationships, just all things relationships. Because I feel like at the foundation, most relationships are built on the same thing, whether it's healthy communication, trust, you know, honesty, those, those elements. So you can find that all on my Instagram at Smith. Sweet. We'll put that in the show notes so guys can follow you and check it out. Awesome, Dre. Thanks again for being here and for talking about some of this stuff. And I really appreciate you just coming on and being honest. Thank you. No problem. Thank you for having me on, man.